On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we talk about tonight's Leafs game. Yes, the one at Rogers Arena. Yes, the one your Canucks. Canucks lost. Oh, man, they lost. They lost to the team. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be the Leafs. They're supposed to be better than the Leafs. No, they're not even Calgary. They're not even Arizona. Chill, Canuck fans. Chill. We'll talk about that game. And we also talk about the West Coast Express. Yes, we're going all the way back. I looked into how all three of those players left. I thought it was fascinating. Bondi joins me today. We go over it, okay? What else do we do? What else do we do? Oh, oh my goodness. I had meatloaf for the first time today. I may be the first Fijian Hindu, aka a Findian, to ever have meatloaf. Okay, enjoy the episode of Sippin' on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, yo, yo. Another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name's Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SP Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Yes, Nux Misconduct. Bondi, it's a Tuesday, so that means the homie's back. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Would it be better if the Canucks won the game against... If they scored on a breakaway. Yeah, if Brock Bester <laughs> scores on, on both his breakaways, we're looking at... We're, we're looking, looking at, at a dub. We're looking at a dub. Yeah, uh, the Canucks, uh, they lost tonight to the, to the Leafs, 4-1, to one, against, you know, Vancouver's most hated team, or one of them, for some reason. We'll get into that just a little bit later. But first, this is on the Nux Misconduct Network. Wherever you listen to podcasts, go search it up. All right, we got three shows right now on the network. One more is coming. Find it. Give it a swipe. Give it a tap. Boom, bam. Your hockey life just got a little bit better on today's episode. Yes, we're talking about this game. We'll probably do it hopefully under three or four minutes because I want to talk about the other stuff involving the Leafs and the Canucks. Okay, today was an absolute circus. Everyone, yes, everyone in this market is comparing the Canucks to the Leafs. And I would say the majority believe that the Canucks have already caught up to the Leafs and I think that is absolutely absurd okay this team is not even the Calgary Flames yet but they're better than last year one step at a time baby one step at a time are coming off back-to-back seasons with over 100 points or more when was the last time the Canucks had a 100 point season probably when they made the playoffs last right yeah 100 percent they're just they're just a far away away from being as good as the Leafs. And the, I think the, they'll get there in a couple of years. Yes, of course. Goes right. Dude, but the, as of now, no. And I think tonight proves that. So. Dude, last time I checked, the Canucks sucked last year. And the year before that, and the year before that, they've been a bad team. This is the first year that they've gotten to that next level. And everyone made a big deal about that word mediocre in the market over the past week. But hey, it's okay to be mediocre if that's the next level up. You know what I'm saying? Because this yeah. team has been horrible. They and went, mediocre is better than horrible. They went from dog shit, dog shit, to mediocre, which is a exactly. step up. Exactly. Well, people thought they were mediocre before, and now they think they're above average, mm-hmm. or just slightly above average. One hundred. And I think the Canucks aren't. I think mediocre kind of. Like, if we're, we're playing fucking like semantics here. I gotta look up a gotta like bring a thesaurus every time we have this conversation. But to me, mediocre means like of average quality, right? Yes. So the it's Canucks the are they are a part of that mushy middle in the NHL. So I think mediocre is pretty good. Yeah, it's not that bad, okay? Your Canucks lose 4-1 to the Leafs. 
4-1, a little bit of a, a blown up score. We're talking about an empty netter at the end of the game. Those don't really count. The Canucks, for the most part, were the better team tonight. They were. Let's be uh, real. Not a lot of chances. I'll be straight up. It was one of those news fest type of games. I thought the Leafs sucked. In the first two periods, the Canucks didn't really have any idea. Yeah, but they were better. Matches. I think they were better than the Leafs. Again, not saying much. And in the third period, the Canucks really took over. They just couldn't beat Frederick Anderson. Now this team, after having... Uh, you know what? November's... It, it, November was a long long ways away okay it's hard to bring it up now but this team has shown that they are a different team in december they're different now they're not that same team that just just suck november they suck they're, they're showing progress this month you take that canucks fans again you didn't beat the leafs the the team that you compare yourself to for some reason but they they showed effort and i think that that was a step i'm not i'm not overly disappointed in in the in the result nor the uh nor the performance I got I got different expectations for this team. Let's be real, man. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I was I was hoping they would get the win. It's always nice to beat Toronto. Oh, it never hurts. Yes, yes, but yes. I don't think they did enough in the first two periods to really justify getting two points. Like they came on in the third, which was nice. Yeah. A boy, Josh Levo, getting a goal. Yeah. Let's talk about Josh Levo. Seven goals on the year now. He is finding some uh, chemistry with Tanner Pearson and Bo Horvat. They did switch the assist over to Pearson. They took it away from Hughes. I guess he I guess he touched the puck in that scramble. Uh what are you seeing from that that new I guess old second line that's that's on a streak right now? Look, I, I, the whole thing was Bo Horvath doesn't have any wingers or consistent wingers. If they, you know, Josh Levo scored scored today. If they stick him and Pearson with Horvat for an extended period of time, I think that's a good thing. Build some chemistry and Josh Levo is a pretty good middle six winger, in my opinion. If he can get to like 45, 50 points this year, that's a good season for a middle six winger. Oh, of winger. course. For Mike, Michael Carcone or whatever his name is. Yeah, who's like, I don't even know if he's playing in hockey. Yeah, I heard, he, I heard he owns a restaurant. Shit's happening. I don't know. Uh, again, I think it's going to, I think that is a stretch though for him to get Josh to 45 Levo, to 50 he, points. Obviously, he, he that'd he be a bonus. Battles. He makes hey. everyone on his line better, it seems like. Well, right I'm now. Not, I'm not having dug into the fancy sets. I'm sure he's doing great in that, that realm above average I, I don't know I, I think that josh levo i don't think he's the worst player in the league i, I don't think he's the best i don't think he he's, doesn't need to be the best he doesn't have to league, be though. he doesn't have to be okay he just, he's a middle six I, figure, he just has to be average i still truly believe he's just part of that revolving door i think pearson you know i think he's been better for a longer stretch hey maybe he is that winger for bo horvat Horvath's not getting any new help, okay? It's either these guys, it's either uh, Pearson or it's Josh Levo or it's a god dead or it's Furland if he can stay healthy. So healthy Berchi when he gets called up, Goldobin. Right now, Josh Levo's playing well. He's doing his thing. In, in fact, you can say the, the dude is on absolute fire right now. He seems to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, the Canucks are going to need that if they're going to be a what? A strong bubble team, okay? That's the goal for this team. Be a strong bubble team team 4-1 they lost i'm not upset i think this was a better a better loss than the ones in november it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you have to take that next step okay let's talk about the the brouhaha the circus the leafs the canucks how are the canucks close to the leafs or or how have they matched the leafs and their quote-unquote rebuild that's the wrong word to use but the the, the canucks are far away Okay, Pedersen versus Matthews. I I do think there who, is who who came up with this poll, dude. It was it's, you know what? It, you know, come on, we're sports fans, all right. It, it's easy to make this up to get the people talking. I'm just surprised that so many people 
actually, yes, actually believe that the Canucks are close to the Maple Leafs. Real talk. That's crazy. That's absurd. They're not, again, they're not even the Calgary Flames. Yeah. <laughs> they're I, not. Come on. I know people like, I like, I like to bash the Leafs as much as the next guy. I love it. I live for it. I live to bash Toronto sports teams. But as I said at the beginning of the podcast, they come back off back to back 100 point seasons. Sure, they lost in the first round both times. But the, the, the Canucks aren't that at that level yet where they can just where they even making the playoffs as a hundred consistent playoff team. Yeah, right? man, they're far it's away. It's totally different at this point. hundred percent, man. It's, and as I said, like they, they're, they're going to be close. I think maybe in a, in a season or two, they, they can be at a level if everything goes right. If all these guys start developing on the trajectory that exactly, hope. it's still, it's still going to take some time. Okay. Let's give the Leafs. Uh, oh, this, this may hurt some Vancouver folk. Let's give the Leafs a little bit more credit okay i know no, I they fired i, I know refuse, they fired their I coach to give i know they've been ousted by boston and all these things blah 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 but the canucks they have sucked they have been bad in years past and right now they're just teetering to be that strong bubble team once again all right different expectations okay let's go down the list get give me a winner here okay Pedersen versus matthews who's better Oh, that's tough. I'm going. I'm going. Canucks fan. I'm going. Patterson. Fuck it. Hey, you know they both play. They they both play differently. I think people. Yes, Patterson has the ability to be a a lot better of a two way player. I mean, you look at the guy's effort on an empty net. This guy doesn't give a fuck. I've said it many times. The dude's motor is incredible. It's incredible. The type of leadership on the ice that he shows. That shit spreads throughout the lineup. This is your best player. The dude. The dude is making all the plays. Can make you look silly. And he's the one diving out there, blocking shots, giving out hits, doing his thing. He has a motor, okay? But Austin Matthews, the way he plays, yeah, some people can associate the way he plays as someone who is just an offensive talent, is kind of lazy, but he's kind of got this demeanor about him that that's how good he is. He can be nonchalant and put up numbers, make incredible plays. I think right now I'm taking Matthews. I do think Patterson does have the potential to get into that tier where Matthews is. And that's a that's a blessing for Canucks fans. Okay, next. Besser versus Marner. Marner. I think yeah, I think Marner. Yeah. It's Marner, okay? Riley versus Hughes. Oh, see, this is tough. Hey. Riley wasn't putting up close to a point per game as a defenseman as a rookie. It was only it was only the last couple years where he's kind of emerged as like this elite like offensive defenseman. Hey. I'm on your side, man. What Quinn Hughes is doing this year, it's nothing against Morgan Riley, who's a fine player. Quinn Hughes is great right now. I know he was on the ice he for, I think... Best, he was the best Canucks player tonight. He was, and I think he was on the ice for three of the Leafs' goals. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. I, I saw him there every time. And in fact, I'll be honest, the last goal, I'm going to blame him. He looked out of position. He looked kind of lost. He played a lot. Maybe he was tired, but... but other than that, the dude was incredible, and he continues to be incredible. There's an article that came out this week. I don't know who wrote it, but it kind of talked about uh, Hughes' defensive game, which he actually prides himself a lot on. And this is his first year in the show. Quinn Hughes is, is incredible. Incredible. Could you imagine this league? If Kale McCarr wasn't in the league right now, everyone, yes, everyone, for sure would be talking oh, about yeah. Quinn Hughes. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. hey, I think there, there's a strong debate to be made there, but I'm taking Quinn Hughes. I'm taking Queen Hughes too. Okay. Tavares, Horvat. Tavares. 
Yeah, no question. 100%. Yep, no question. Yeah. Miller versus Nylander. Uh, Miller, I, I always talk about the think, first round I think, pick. I think Nylander has more upside. Than okay, fair Miller, enough. So fair I, enough. Regretfully, hey. I'm taking I'm taking Nylander. Hey, it is what it is. I think the debate is there. You know, just doing that little list, we kind of like, we're, we're close. You know, the Leafs have a little bit of the edge. The Canucks are still a ways away from, from being close to the Leafs. Uh, I think I read a tweet. I don't know who... I don't know who tweeted it out, but it was something like, yo, how about the Canucks make the playoffs before you start comparing them to other teams that have made the playoffs and playoffs and playoffs for years and years and years. So slow down, slow down, Canucks fans. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This progression. It's not going to happen all at once. I just don't want my people being sad. I don't want the city being sad, you know? I just miss the days where, you know, when the Canucks were in the heydays and and then and the Leafs was managed by like Brian Burke, where you can circle this calendar and be like, yeah, they're going to win 5-2. Mm. I missed those. Well, that, okay, that's good. That's good. Let's let's go back to that moment because I do want to touch on this too. I don't get the amount of hate Vancouver has with Toronto now. When I started falling in love with the game of hockey, early two thousands, the Leafs were the Leafs were good, but they were they weren't like over the top good. And maybe they I were was, gonna, they were good, but they weren't going to win a cup. Good. Yeah, they weren't going to win a cup good, and I was maybe too young to like maybe connect why a rivalry would exist. They were in another conference. We didn't really play them. It didn't really matter. I didn't really care that they were getting a lot of media attention. I was a young lad who loved hockey. I love sports and I'm watching it no matter what. I'm not looking at the politics and, and all that shit. I don't have the hate. Now, we saw a tweet from Alex Kerfoot who actually said he did cheer for the Canucks. He's a, he's a BC boy, but he didn't he didn't get the jealousy. And he, I think he said jealousy because... Because he associated how people in Vancouver hate, yes, absolutely hate the fact that they turn on Sports Center and now Sportsnet because there's no regional coverage, and all they see is is Leaf shit. And I get why they could be mad at that, but for some reason that didn't that didn't grow spite within me for the Leafs. Mm, okay, I'm a very spiteful person when it comes. Fair to Fair enough. It's okay. Games, it's okay. Talk it's about a, it. It's a geopolitical thing. That's why. That's how this whole thing is set up. Right, like, as you said, why do why do people hate the Leafs? It's because it doesn't matter how bad the Leafs are, they will always get that first slot on Sports Center. They will always get premier coverage. I remember back in the beginning of the 2017-18 season, Sports Sports Center was doing previews. I think it was like Jay and Dan's show. Mm -hmm. They were doing previews of all the Canadian teams. They did every Canadian team except which team? The Vancouver Canucks. When was this? This is before the 2017-18 season. Yeah. And I get why they did it, because they knew the Canucks were going to suck. Oh, what are you yeah, talking exactly. about? They suck. But if it was the Leafs in that situation, there's They no, would still talk about They them. would still talk about them. There's yeah. no way they skip it. Okay, but why Why does that get people so mad? Isn't it obvious that we're talking about the center of the universe? I mean, I think people above the age of like 20 who can comprehend why Toronto does get the spotlight, because it is a geopolitical thing. They're the center I, of the yeah, universe. I get why. You know, everything's to, there. I get why. It doesn't fair mean enough. I have to like it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Again, I don't I don't really hate the Leafs, never have, never have hate the, hated the Leafs. There are people who, you know, were around in the early 90s when there were playoff series between the Canucks and Toronto, and those are the type of things that help grow rivalry, that help grow hate. So I could see why, why it would happen there, but for me personally, at the age of 26, just never really hated the Leafs. So 
I don't understand the rivalry, but hey, it's there. It's it's Canada. Sometimes it I is question. What it is. Sometimes I question your Canucks fan. If you don't hate the Leafs, that's like I, that's hey, fair enough. That, fair enough. I don't hate a lot of teams. I don't hate a lot of teams. And, and and I you're, think the break I took. You're a more peaceful man than I. I'm a very just spiteful person. I wasn't like this before. I'll tell you what. Hey, maybe the biggest factor for my disassociation with the hate is me taking a couple of years off the game. Real talk. Like, I don't even remember the old the old Kyle. Did Kyle hate the Leafs four years ago? I don't know. Hey, did Kyle ever have meatloaf before today? No. I had meatloaf for the first time. Listeners, yo. Meatloaf finally entered my body. We went, we went to Whole Foods again. We got to do this every Tuesday, man. Talk about what Whole we had on update. Whole Foods. You had meatloaf for the first time. I thought you were messing with me. You said I've never had meatloaf. Dude, before. I'm a Hindu. I'm a Hindu. Meatloaf. Yo, okay, so I brought up the whole meatloaf thing, and, and this this guy Bondi over here on my left, he's like, yeah, man, you know, I don't know about meatloaf, you know, I'm allergic to nuts, and I'm kind of confused, real talk, this guy's bringing up nuts and peanut butter while I'm talking <laughs> about damn meatloaf, I was so fucking confused, no, you're, you're and then I, you're talking about, like, food that, like, we're talking about food that everyone's eaten, but, like, you're eating it for the I first time. was the first Hindu to eat meatloaf, okay, I broke ground. Legit, I'm being You're serious. You're a trailblazer. I'm a trailblazer, okay? The first Findian, which is like a Fijian Indian, I don't know if I made that up or saw that on a YouTube video, come from a Hindu background. I ate meatloaf. Now, I shouldn't be proud of that because I'm pretty sure Hindus don't eat beef. So I'm a self-proclaimed lying Hindu. A, a, what's the word? A phony Hindu. That's what I am. I ate meat, meatloaf. You, I'm you proud look, of you're it. You're very legit to me. Oh, so. man. Oh man, oh man. Look, I gotta make look. up for that down the road. I do think that I'll be a more of a a religious person down the road. That's a conversation and, and a podcast you've never for another had, day. You've never had meatloaf. I've never had a Reese's piece. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yo, have you had? Uh, you've had curry for sure. That's just everywhere, right? Oh, of course. Are yeah. you a fan of Indian food? Uh, somewhat. You can be honest. This guy looked at me like he was gonna be racist or something, bro. <laughs> chill out. I'm not gonna come after hey, you. All right, we're, come we're, on. Nexus Connor is treading on. Very thin. Ice. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> hey, I don't want to say anything that's gonna. Hey, turn over the apple cart. We've learned our lesson. We'll be better people. Okay. Look, I, this I, I'm not taking I offense to this. This is not gonna be trending on Twitter. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure nobody's gonna get in trouble if you say you don't like Hindu food or Indian food or it's, I it's okay. It. I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind, mind it. it. This guy's fucking lying to me. Okay. This guy, the way I, he looked at me when I asked him, he was so, <laughs> bro. It's it's all good, man. Not everything is bad, bro. It's okay, man. It's okay. It's so all I, good. So if I if I said I fucking hate it, that's okay. I would, wouldn't would be offended. Kick, you there, wouldn't kick me out of the studio. A hundred. I wouldn't. I'm not that type of person. Now some people, for sure, would make a you know they would make a, a big deal out of it. Maybe they've had you know a past where they got bullied for the food they ate and, and it scarred them. And everyone has their reason for being mad. I, at the end of the day, I wouldn't get mad. You're, okay. You're very, you're I wouldn't get mad. Easy going person. Easy going. It's all good. People make mistakes. People make mistakes. All you gotta do is be better and ironically that will lead to what we're talking about after the break i do want to talk about todd bertuzzi and trevor and kent gave me the assignment to talk about the fourth decade of your vancouver canucks so the era the west coast era the luongo trade era the the sedines finally woke up era i was given that task and i was just going over the west coast express and damn they all had really really fascinating endings we're talking about one of the most prolific lines in canucks history and all of them kind of vanished and in sad ways all right bondy how I, familiar with that era you, you that's probably the era that you began yeah. your love for the canucks right yeah. hey uh, like a lot of people are exactly exactly so we'll get to that after the break you're listening to sipping on a 40 the canucks lose 4-1 to the leafs but hey it wasn't that bad of a game the canucks aren't the leafs okay they're not 
chill out. Chill out. They're barely Arizona, you know? Like, they're not even Arizona. Chill. We'll come back after the break. Yo, yo, yo. We are back on Sipping on a 40 Bondi by my side. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. The Canucks lose 4-1 to the Leafs. It is what it is. It is what it is. Speaking of that sentence, Todd Bertuzzi, he's been on the mind. He really has been on the mind. For some reason, I was given the task to talk about the fourth decade of the Vancouver Canucks. Because at NuxMisconduct.com, we're going over the five decades. We're comparing them. I do think this is a load of bullshit. Real talk. Like everyone you're else... Not, you're it, a decade guy? No, it's not the decade thing. It's it's like, what, what decade in this history of Canucks hockey was more significant than the one that we're leaving? It's not even close. Real talk. Look, I think... The what, fifth decade, was, like this decade that we're leaving, it by far, we had an MVP... We had uh, we had a scoring cha- two scoring champions, two Presidents trophies, uh, a Stanley Cup yeah, final and appearance. That, and it's that's just all within the first like it's part year of the decade. Yeah, it's and then it, between that it was just shit, 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 shit. Which, and then it's Patterson, I think, and, which I think kind of diminishes it. Ooh, fair enough, fair look, enough. I'm thinking look, that look, the last the decade we're about to talk about, yeah, might be the most consistent. Ooh, in the history ooh. of the Canucks. And yo, that's the best way to put it. Maybe you may be onto something. Okay, I, let's the last. Uh, the decade we're we're still in for yeah. for, for a couple more month, days for, for for a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had the biggest high, getting as the as good as chance as close as you can get the, the Stanley best team Cup. ever assembled. As close as you get the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that winning a game seven at home. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then at maybe home. the lowest of lows, kind of like the beginning of that Willie Desjardins <laughs> era. Jason Magna, Michael Chaput. Yeah, like that. Yeah. that might be that might Larson, those are some of the worst teams. Walk the line. Oh, bro, hundred percent. Those are those were some of the worst teams. In Canucks history, ah, uh, you know what? There were some I wasn't. Yeah, there were some pretty bad early, bad teams early. Okay, let's talk about the fourth decade. Again, you you use the word consistent, and I would, yeah, that's a good word. I would even say consistent for moments. Okay, so early on, we had the birth of the West Coast Express. In the middle, you get the the revolution, the change. You get the Roberto Luongo trade, and then towards the end, uh, you know, the Sedins were were developing into good players into great not into well really good players around like 06 07 07 08 08 09 but they really 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 took off and became great towards the end of the decade so there were moments across the whole decade i just want to focus on the west coast express i want to focus on the three players brendan morrison todd bertuzzi and captain marcus naslin now the first question i have for you i think this is a damn good question and maybe i'm going to clip this and ask the whole nation this who was the better player marcus naslin at his prime or todd bertuzzi at his prime i think i'm gonna have to go with marcus naslin okay fair enough explain i was a big fan of the wrist shot I was a big oh fan. look big, at the wrist I, I was just look I, at the wrist the wraparound oh it's everything. The guy was an incredible I player. Think, I just like those. I just like those finesse. I just as a kid, and I kind of still do like those kind of finesse players more skill than more playing the video games. Yeah. you know that's your deeks. guy doing the deeds more than Todd Bertuzzi, which I see the appeal. This is the ultimate power forward. Oh yeah, the guy is going to score fifty goals and beat the shit out of you. At the same <laughs> yeah, time. which you know back in the day was was a great asset which for is, a hockey and, player. If, if he could beat the shit out of you, that's a and, great asset. Sorry, and, sorry if that hurts your ears, and, people. And if you ask Steve Moore, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe beat him up a bit too much. Damn, that whole incident, it just kind of 
Well, it did. Not kind of. It just ended that's, that's, the era. That slammed the door on the West Coast Express. It did slam the door. Now Bertuzzi did play. What there was a lockout in between his last year. Yeah, he did. He still played like one full season with the Canucks, I believe. Yeah, after no the incident. Six. But at that point, after the after the lockout, right? Yeah, after the lockout, it was clearly, over. It was very clear the Sedin's team. It was it was transitioning. You could see I, it. I, I think I, as a kid, I was yeah, I was still fairly young at the point. I was still like you know that, how you think season. every every team like every every. What am I trying to say? Every year the Canucks are going to win the cup. When you're a kid, every year the Canucks are going to win a cup. I still believe in guys like Marcus Naslin and Todd Bertuzzi. See, that, the I didn't know when a prime season, ended. That's the Dean's Anson Carter line was mm-hmm. was their best line. That was the season. That was that's that was the season. That was the season that we saw the Sedins become like first line players. No, that's uh, that was an interesting time to be a Canuck fan, seeing that whole transition. Now, I would personally. Take Todd Bertuzzi, and I was a huge Marcus Nazan fan. I had the dude's back. The dude was the homie. I didn't know him personally, but again, I'm a kid. That guy's a, that guy's the guy I cheer for. I remember when I was young, stupid, naive, ignorant. I asked my dad, I'm like, yo, why is it Nazan playing for Team Canada? You know, that guy was a hero for me. I didn't understand that shit. But Todd Bertuzzi in his prime, I mean, how many players have we seen like that since? The end of the West Coast era, the the end of Todd Bertuzzi's last great season. That, I would put, you know, maybe five players, and I can't even name them because you barely see them since that time where Bertuzzi was absolutely a wrecking ball, one of the scariest players in the league, and he would actually put up 90 points. It was ridiculous. He is a unique player, unique breed of player. And there's something that I've said this many times. When you have that guy on your team that's the absolute piece of shit, and he's on your team, and he can do whatever to bug the other team, and once again, he's on your team, that's a that's a big fat bonus, bro. A big fat bonus. Look, I think I think a lot of people our age though who grew up with the West Coast Express, you know, both of us kind of the same age. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we got on the Canucks is the West Coast Express. I think oh, 100%. People like us and I think like We don't I, remember Andrew Castles. No, but we <laughs> tend, but I think also we tend to kind of over over not over remember, but we kind of seem to overestimate like how long the West Coast Express was like really good. They had two, good two, two really good years. They, they only two, had two really good they years. Had two really good years. Yeah, they had the season where they lost to Detroit. Yes, and they had the year against Minnesota. They were mm-hmm. the year after. Yeah, right. Was that the yeah, year after? That was the year after. They had yeah. two. They had two good years. Yeah, and then after that, it was uh, the appeal of that line. What it did to the Canucks, it brought them a level of legitimacy where people actually believed that they were Cup contenders because of that one line. And I mean, they were so dominating that. That you could actually believe that. Now, the third member of that line, Brendan Morrison, obviously the dude didn't get the equal amount of credit, and, and rightfully so. He he wasn't close to the player that Marcus Naslin was or Todd Bertuzzi in his prime was, but he was a darn good Canuck. Now, let's look at how all these players departed, okay? So, we talked about the Steve Moore incident. All right, Steve Moore, we hope you're doing well. All right, we hope you're feeling better. But that really ended Bertuzzi's, uh, Bertuzzi's career as a Canuck. He played in what one more full season. Then got then traded he, for Longo. Then he got traded for Luongo. Okay, Marcus Naslin. This is absolutely incredible. Listen to this. Marcus Naslin, captain of your Canucks. Okay, it's Trevor Linden's last game in a Canucks uniform. Everyone's shaking his hand. It was the end of the end of the season. I think it was against Calgary. Yeah, and they got pumped that game. They like got pumped. Years. And there's Marcus Naslin just chilling there. It's his last game as a Canuck, too. And nobody gave a fuck. And his former agent gets the GM job 
<laughs> it's like, yo, well, yeah, you're that, not coming that, back. That, that's part of the thing, right? Like, no one really knew if he, that was his yeah. last game. Okay, fair wait, enough. Wait, so there wasn't that, that appeal at, at to do time, something. Yeah, I just I don't even remember. And I, I, I thought I was connected to Marcus Nelson around that time. But even when he left, I don't, I don't remember, I remember feeling hurt. But maybe it's because, like you said, the Sadine's team. It was the Sadine's team now. Yeah. And I, I, dude, I remember calling in the Team 1040. Okay, tell us the story. I, was I, like, I, I remember trying to get an answer. Like, this guy, is good, this guy who used to be Marcus Nelson's agent is going to be GM. Is he sticking around? Like, what's going on? And he didn't stick around. So yeah. there you go. You had Bertuzzi, one of the best players of the era for the Canucks. Hey, you could say in that three or four year run, or or Bondi saying that two year run, one of the best players in the league, leaving the Canucks he won, in, in a dramatic he won, fashion. He won Ted Lindsay in I think 03. Naslin did. Yeah. And then yeah, Naslin leaves in an undramatic fashion. Doesn't even get the credit he deserves or nothing. Just get out of here. Just get out of here. And then you go towards the end of the decade, and a lot of people forget about this. Uh, Brendan Morrison, he was brought in on a PTO in 2010. So September of 2010, he was brought in. He had a great preseason, and he gets cut. And people were choked. People were mad. Obviously, BC Boy, former member of the West Coast Express. But it's, it's, it's interesting to look at how all of those guys, how, how their careers ended as Canucks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fascinating. As a yeah. kid, you would never think so, and, and, it, and it happened. Tom Bertuzzi may have had the best ending of all three of them because he ended up becoming the centerpiece of a trade for oh, yeah. maybe the, the, probably their best goalie in history in Luongo. And you could argue that that trade is one of the biggest ripoffs in, what, the last 20 years? 100%. And it was, and it was pulled off by Dave Nonis. Dave Nonis. Like, the, the guy, like, is... One of the worst GMs in recent Canucks history. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, they've had a lot of those. Okay, we're talking about a team who's about to enter. Well, they are they are in their 50th year. We're entering a new decade pretty soon. They have no cups. They've been past the second round three times, I believe. And they're not close to the Leafs yet. Chill out one step at a time. Okay, if anything, being a Canucks fan, looking at the history, reading the books, just take it one step at one step at a time. That, that way, the city, my people, the fans, you know, they're... They're not disappointed. I want my people being happy, okay? This hockey team, it can be frustrating. If you watch it with the right lens, I swear to you, I swear to you, it'll be a lot better. I want my people being happy, man. Okay, that wait, was a... Wait, what, go, one go. more thing. Go ahead. Here's an advice to all you Canuck fans out there. Watch more hockey outside of the Canucks. Yes! Because yes! I feel like a lot of the problems we talk but about... But this is the are, problem. A lot of the problems we talk about are just because... The Canucks have been dog shit for so long. Yes. They finally get an, o an okay team. We won't call them mediocre because that triggers people. We just, we'll call them... I'll call them mediocre. We'll, we'll Here's we'll the thing. We'll call them part that of the mushy middle. But if you watch other teams, you would just you would, you could realize or just paid attention to the other teams. You could realize, man, the Canucks are in the mushy middle and that's okay. And that's okay. Because they've been really bad the last few years. Yes. But to say they're anything more than the mushy middle is frankly delusional Del thank you bro you know what bondy you're just getting better at the job man that's all you need to hear i, I, I had to get it off my chest yes just get it it's okay man canuck fans you're not the leafs you're not calgary yet you're barely arizona chill out chill out it'll happen it'll happen, it'll happen. one step at a time look what happened last year Man, oh man, you said watch other games. You know, Canuck fans, people in this city, I, I feel like they're so bitter sometimes you know about just, the, just you watch know? the YouTube highlights. Yeah, yeah, just watch the condensed highlights, yo. Figure it out.
figure it out. Hey, we love you though, man. We love you, Vancouver. We love you, fans. I know we hard on you right now, but we we looking out for you. We're look we're looking out for in your best interest. Exactly, we are. Have fun, enjoy the game. However you want, we just want you being happy at the end of the night. Go to sleep happy. You know, do your thing. It's just hockey. It's just hockey, baby. Okay, that was a good conversation. We'll have more in the fourth decade. Uh, we don't have enough time to, to for you to answer this question, but I will be answering this question in an article or in another episode. What moment was bigger, Henrik's heart trophy or the Luongo trade? But, but Bondi, don't, oh, don't, don't say, don't say anything. No, okay. no, you can't. You can't. Don't say anything, okay? That was another episode of Sipping on a 40. Shout out to SB Nation and Nux Misconduct. Speaking of Nux Misconduct, go get the network. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Spell it out. Learn how to spell it. Do something. Read a book or something. And once you find it, one swipe, one tap, boom, bam, you make your hockey life just a little bit better. I had meatloaf for the first time. I was the first Hindu to have meatloaf. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm happy. The Canucks lose 4-1 tonight, and I'm not, I'm not upset. I thought the effort was good. That was Bonnie. That was Kyle. You have a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we over here at the Nux Misconduct Network, we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. Bye.